Benjamin Buchanan here today with you, investment advisor, portfolio manager, and retirement planner extraordinaire. I am downloading viruses of pathological optimism and investment insights straight from my brain to yours. This podcast is about statistics that will blow your mind. They show you why it is important to save, to save early, and to save right. For regulatory compliance reasons, I have to tell you that anything you hear today is not intended to be person-specific financial advice and always consult your financial advisor, whether it is with us at Dutch Asset or elsewhere, before making investment decisions. Any mentions of specific companies are not intended to be recommendations to buy, but rather anecdotes meant to convey a message or takeaway that may or may not be relevant to your specific situation. So, you know what I hear all the time? I'll tell you. This is the number one thing I hear from people who are young or even middle-aged as their excuse to why they can't save money. They tell me, Ben, I just can't save anything meaningful right now. I basically need all the money I make. I spend it, and I'm planning on saving in the future. But what's the point of saving today if I can only put away a few dollars here and there? If all I could save was $10, it just doesn't seem like it's worth it. So I'm going to wait until I can save $1,000. Well, I'm going to tell you. This is the wrong way to think about investing and retirement planning because $1 today grows a lot over time. $1 today, here come the statistics that will blow your mind. $1 today invested for 10 years is worth $2.15 if you assume that you put the dollar into an index fund in the U.S. stock market. That same $1 today is worth $4.66 in 20 years, $10 in 30 years, and $22 in 40 years. Even if you assume a higher rate of inflation than we have been experiencing lately, that $22 in 40 years is still worth $10 in today's purchasing power terms. So for every dollar you save today, you are saving somewhere between $10 and $20 in terms of what it will mean for your retirement. Let's extrapolate this fact. If you save a dollar a week today, that's $52 per year. In 40 years, that will be worth somewhere between $500 and $1,000. If you save $10 a week, that's $520 a year. That is worth somewhere between $5,000 and $10,000 in 40 years. If you save $100 a week today or $5,200 in a year, then just that year's savings is worth somewhere between $50,000 and $100,000 in 40 years. So, what if you didn't just save those monies for one year, but for the entire 40-year period? The results are mind-blowing. So, take a guess. $100 a week is $5,200 a year. Over 40 years, that means you save 40 years times $5,200. That is $208,000. So, that is the actual amount of money that you saved. But, because of the returns we can expect to make from even a simple, boring index fund... Guess what that $208,000 you put in the market is worth? $1.355 million. That's right, I'm not making it up. If you save just $100 a week for 40 years, then you will have almost $1.4 million on an investment of only $208,000. Now, I don't actually recommend that people save exactly $100 a week. Some people can and should save more. Some people can't save that much. But... Let's think about it a different way. What if instead of saving $100 a week, you save 10% of your income? Let's make the assumption that you make $50,000 today and that your income goes up by 5% per year. 
Why 5%? Because most people today that are on career tracks will have a higher growth rate than 5% early on and a lower growth rate as they get older. But 5% is somewhere around 2.5% more than inflation. So assume that from when you start working until you retire, you get an average salary increase of 2.5% more than inflation. And we'll make the assumption that you retire 40 years from now. What does your portfolio look like then? Well, for this person making 50K a year today, saving 10% of their income, rather than saving $208,000 and having that turn into 1.4 million, they will have saved more because the flat 10% gets bigger as your salary gets bigger. So they will have saved a total of $605,000. That is the amount of money that will have come out of their account. But guess what that $605,000 is worth after a 40 year career? It is worth, get this, $2.5 million. You heard that right. Saving just 10% of your income if you make 50K today, and if you're able to get a net 2.5% raise on top of inflation, could be $2.5 million when you retire in 40 years. Now, 10% isn't even that much. What about 20%? At the beginning, if you were making 50K a year, $10,000 or 20% of that $50,000 might sound like a lot. But 10 years down the road, when you're making almost 80,000, 16,000, which is 20% of 80,000, is going to feel like less than 10,000 does when you're making only 50,000. And when you've been working 20 years and are midway through your career, by then you would be making $120,000 a year. That would mean that 20% of your income would be $24,000. 24,000 out of 120 still feels like a hell of a lot less than $10,000 does if you are making 50K. So saving 20% of your income is doable for almost anybody, especially if you're starting at, out at around 50K a year. So what does 20% savings look like? In total, over the period of time, you would have put away around $1.2 million. But because of the market returns and even a simple index fund in the US stock market, you would have, get this, about $5 million. That's right, if you make 50K a year today, and you get a 2.5% salary bump on top of inflation, and you save 20% of your income, you would have about $5 million, assuming that the market gives the rate of return that it has given on average over the past 100 plus years. So we are not talking about some highfalutin investment banker at Goldman Sachs. We are talking about someone earning an average salary who just happens to be a diligent saver. So I forgot who it was, but there's a lot of truth to the statement that you don't make your way to being rich, you save your way to being rich. You don't get rich by making more and more money every year, you get rich by saving the money that you do make. Here are some interesting stats about the general population. I think it's always interesting to see where you fit in with the general population. These statistics are reporting median savings by age group. I'm using median savings rather than average savings because averages are skewed by rich people and super savers like me. I am what I call a super saver. I sock away at least 30% of my income and my goal is to hit 50% and I'd certainly be close to hitting that today if I weren't investing money in my various business activities. If you save like I do, rest assured you are going to be absolutely loaded when you retire. But my point is, super savers and rich people skew the average statistics. So it's easier to get a feel for the general population by looking at the median savings. So a quick review on what median means. Median means if you took all people and lined them up according to how much they had saved, then the median amount saved would be the amount saved by the person in the very middle of that line. 
if you took the average, you're going to have some people who save a ton more than everybody else, and they're going to make the savings rate look artificially high. If you put Bill Gates in a room with 10,000 people and ask what their average income is, it will be in the millions of dollars because Bill Gates makes billions. But the median income, even in a room with Bill Gates, is going to be almost exactly the same. So here are the stats. If you are in your 20s, your median savings are around $16,000. That figure is actually not bad because you probably have 40 years until you retire. If you are in your 30s, the median amount of savings is around $45,000. Obviously, if you're 39 and that's your figure, you're behind the curve. Whereas if you're already there at 30, you are way ahead. As a rule of thumb, most investment firms will tell you that by the time you're in your 30s, you should have about your annual, uh, about your annual salary saved up. If you make 50K, you should have 50K. By the time you are in your 40s, if you just want to be at the median level, you need to have around $63,000. Now, I'm telling you, you should have a hell of a lot more than that, but that's what the median figure is. At 50, the median estimate is around $117,000. Rest assured, though, if you are 50 years old and you have $117,000 saved up, you are behind the curve. Not the curve of the average populace, not the curve of the median savings amount, but you were behind the curve in terms of what you were going to need to have a comfortable retirement. If you only have 117k, you are either going to have to become a super saver, work later, retirement, uh, retire later, or you are just going to have to live on Social Security like a pauper. But that's the median figure. By the 60s, the average is 172,000. Again, if that is your actual figure, you are in big trouble. But that is the median figure in the United States. Half of people have more than 172K and half of people have less. So going back to our example, if you save $100 a week and you started when you were about 30, by the time you were 65, you would have $900,000 saved up. That's about five times more than the median amount. If you save 10%, then you'd be around one and a half million or almost nine times what the median figure is. And if you save 20%, you would be over $3 million or almost 18 times what the median amount saved is by that age. So, Ben, you may ask me, why are people so far behind? Remember, your target isn't to be at the median level. If you're at the median level in your 40s or your 50s, and God forbid your 60s, you are in big trouble. Here are the reasons people are behind. One, they do not save early enough. For every dollar you save today, 10 years from now, you have to save twice as much or more. The impact on every dollar you save 30 years from now is worth only 10 to 20 cents compared to what that same dollar saved today is going to do in terms of the size of your retirement portfolio. Number two, their investment process is bad. Remember, these figures hold true so long as you get the average return the stock market has to offer. Most people actually don't because they pay fees that are too high to their advisors, they buy and sell at the wrong time, and they do not have a regimented investment process. Number three, they probably do not save regularly and they don't hit the figures we're talking about in terms of 10% of your income, 20% of your income, or at least $100 a week. Rest assured, if you don't know how much you are saving, you're either rich or it's probably not enough. Number four, no one understands that saving early is important because it makes it so much easier to save more. Because each dollar today is worth 10 to 20 times what a dollar is worth at retirement. 
Remember, for each $10 a week you save today, if your retirement is 30 to 40 years away, that's worth five to 10 grand in your retirement account. So to close, here is a free piece of advice to you and it will impact your final portfolio size more than almost anything else. Pay attention to fees. The corollary of paying attention to fees is not investing in things that charge you high fees, like, for example, all mutual funds. You probably hear people debating, if you watch the financial news or read financial newspapers, whether active money management makes sense. When I say active money management, I mean mutual funds. The answer is no, it doesn't. It never has. And the fact that this is debated is a joke. Debating whether it makes sense to invest in mutual funds is like debating whether or not babies come from the theory of reproduction or the theory of the stork. It is not a debate worth having. The statistics are out there. They all tell the same story. A study just came out today. Over the past 15 years, 93% of small cap mutual funds underperformed their index. 95% of mid cap managers underperformed their index. And 92% of large cap mutual funds underperformed their index. Why is this? There are 50 ways from Sunday to look at why this is the case, but I'm going to tell you what the most important thing is to understand, which nobody else is going to tell you. Net-net, and you need to look at it this way. Listen to this a couple of times if you have to, because this might not be intuitive for anybody that isn't super familiar with math, but net-net, if the market as a whole, meaning the entire U.S. stock market, offers investors a total potential return of 8% a year, then, and stay with me, if a mutual fund manager charges a 1% fee, he is taking 1% out of your 8% every single year. So on average, the market returns 8%. If you get charged 1%, then you're getting 7 instead of 8. So 7 instead of 8 Seven instead of eight might not seem like that big of a difference, but that's because you're looking at it the wrong way. 1% of 8% is actually 12.5% of your profits. Divide one by eight. The answer is 0.125 or 12.5%. So if on average 8% is what the market has to offer, then by investing in a mutual fund, you have to get 12.5% more per year just to get what the index has to offer. On the other hand, if you invest in an index fund with no fees, you are capturing 100% of that 8%. So, again, if a mutual fund charges 1%, the market on average has 8% to offer, they're charging you 12.5% of your profits to manage your money. Not 5% of your profits, not 10% of your profits. They're charging you 12.5% of your profits. That fee is charged every single year, year in and year out for your entire investment life. Whether it is up or down, no matter how bad or good their performance is, they are charging you, on average, 12.5% of your profit. Now, if they just want to stay even with the market, that means they have to beat it by 12.5% per year. 
So don't think of it like they just have to beat the market by 1% a year to tread water. They have to beat the market by 12.5% per year just to tread water. Nobody does that. That is why over a long period of time, those statistics about 93, 92, and 95% of managers underperforming their index hold true. And consider this. The argument of a mutual fund is not just that it's going to get the same thing as the market. It is that it is going to do better, either because it has less risk and the same reward or it's got more reward. So consider if a mutual fund wants to outperform the market by just 1% per year. So if the market on average gives 8, the mutual fund is trying to get 9. Guess what that means the mutual fund has to do? That means the mutual fund has to beat the market by 25% every single year. Again, 1% fees mean 12.5% to tread water. 2% fees, meaning a 1% outperformance, mean they have to beat the index that they're tracking by 25% every single year. This is a feat no one can do. And most of the people that do are probably getting lucky. When it comes to investing, you cannot control returns, but you can control taxes and fees. Rest assured, if the mutual fund manager was really capable of beating the market by 25% every year, he would be running a super secretive hedge fund that you probably wouldn't be able to invest in anyway. This is why... Mutual fund managers don't beat their respective indexes over long periods of time. The fees are just too high of a hurdle to overcome. So, there are obviously other reasons that I will talk about in a different episode, but this is the one other people aren't going to tell you, because there are literally tens of trillions of dollars invested in mutual funds globally, which is three to four times the amount that is invested in index funds and it was actually six to seven to ten times what was invested in mutual funds if you go back ten years. The entire industry is a scam perpetrated by Wall Street. But that is what I am here to do. I am the expert. I have the statistics. I have the knowledge to keep you out of trouble. If you do what I tell you, and if you consume the mental vitamins that my hard work my unhuman level of reading and my overall financial brilliance have created, then you will be one of the few that dominates the many in your financial success.